Hey, you. Thank you for joining me for episode number 108 of Better Regulate Than Never. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it is fall. The seasons just go by so fast. And I guess they always do, but it seems a little bit different now that I'm not going to work full time and that I'm in my office so much more working and trying to find all the ways that I can help you in the best, with the best information. Summer is my favorite season because I love the heat and I love just that the trees have leaves and the grass is green. And I just think all that's beautiful. And the fall is beautiful too. And I don't hate the weather of fall, especially like if it gets warm enough in the daytime where you don't have to wear a coat. I like all that, but fall just means to me that oh, now the coldness is going to start coming. <laughs> so I have to gear up for that, but that's okay. And there's, there's many good things about all the seasons. In the business world, this is the last quarter, and I still don't even understand all of that yet. Um, as I'm figuring out what does having a business even mean? Or what do you have to do? And I have a lot to learn. But did I tell you I hired a business coach? I don't think I've probably said that yet, because it really doesn't have anything to do with a mental health podcast. <laughs> but that is kind of what's going on in my world is that I'm trying to figure out how do you run a business and what do I need to be focusing on? Um, and so I am learning a lot. And I love learning, so that's good, but it's definitely a different way of looking at things. So much of this podcast is what I think you need to know to have a happy, successful life, because everything in these episodes are what I have learned and what I am learning and using right now to create the most amazing life possible. But these episodes are what I think you need and want. And really the last three episodes were about learning more about yourself. And then I did some Instagram lives on the Wednesdays after the last three episodes. And then I would talk about how that pertains to like that information I did in the podcast, how it pertains to me in my life. And when I reported about what I was doing in my business to my business coach, she said, does your audience want to know about that? And this sounds terrible because this podcast is for you, but I hadn't really stopped to think about what do you want to know? I'm just thinking, well, these are the things that you need to know. And I had totally prepared something different or was starting to prepare something different for this episode because I've been reading this book called Adulting 101, and I was kind of following the way they were putting it together. I was like, okay, well, all obviously they've researched how to adult, <laughs> even though I've been adulting for a long time. I thought, you know, like, what are the steps to adulting? So I'm reading this book, and so they talked about how you need to know yourself before you can move on to the next thing. So that's kind of what I was doing. But Maybe I've been looking at this as like how adults look at what's good for you in quotation marks, but not about what is 
you want. So because I've been writing so much and really trying to figure out what are the right words and the stories that I need for my website so that you can see that I understand you and that it makes you interested in what I'm actually providing you. And I was thinking about, you know, like what kind of stories could I tell and how would that speak to you? And how can I show you that I understand where you're coming from? I have been where you are and I can help you get where you want to go. I know that that is my mission in my head. And actually in, I truly believe that in these last 108 episodes, it has been about how I can help you and I get you. And I've been telling stories about things that I, where I messed up and I felt helpless and how I wish that I would have had adults that were listening to me and caring about what I had to say and what mattered to me. I am that adult and I have been that adult for the last 31 years of my career, helping people, helping young people. I had amazing relationships with students and I know that I saved many people's lives. I mean, people have sent me messages telling me that I saved their life. So I know I know how to do this. But in that setting, kids were around me physically, face to face, and they could see it. But somehow I've got to figure out how my words can help you to know that because a lot of you won't get to meet me face to face. So how how can my website tell you how I am that kind of adult? How can my podcast tell you I am that adult that gets you and can help you. And I'm still working on that. (laughs) So this episode, I guess I'm just going to kind of talk about some of the things I've been thinking about and writing about. And then you can tell me, does this help you to see that I am that person that wants to listen to you and care about you. And like, I have the tools and the keys to the success that I can give you. When I was younger, when I was in high school and as a young adult, I spent a lot of time pleasing people on the outside and, you know, trying to make things comfortable on the outside. And I was being horrible to myself on the inside. And I was so ashamed of decisions that I made and was making at the time. And I beat myself up about everything. And I truly thought that anything bad that was happening around me was punishment because of my bad behavior. I really believed I needed to be punished. And I believed that I would be punished for all of the things. A lot of that thinking kept me from doing things that would have benefited me. And I don't know, I mean, I can't even really think of too many adults that gave me information that I felt like I really wanted to have or know. But all of that negative 
thinking and all that staying in my head about so many things just kept me from my dreams. And, and it kept me in an abusive relationship for over 20 years because I thought I deserved all of that. I had so many dreams at the beginning of my life. And I think I always had the dreams, like even when I was not following them or didn't think I deserved them or was punishing myself or being mean to myself, I still always had these dreams of doing something and being, having this mission, but sometimes I don't know that I even knew what it was. Once I found out about how to change my thinking around, I can't believe how much changed after that. And that's only been in the last five years. I mean, I, I got out of that abusive relationship before I figured out how to change my thinking, but I think I was already on this journey. I just didn't know for sure all the ins and outs of it, but I mean, I was starting it then. And I think leaving that relationship and leaving that town helped me to be able to see that there were other ways to think about things. I don't know if I could have changed my thinking. I mean, I would have eventually because I know this is my path in life, but it took me it took me a long time to figure this out. I love now when I think about that I can create the life that I want. And I just got so excited about that when I realized this and it really sunk in and I was making the changes in my life. And I thought, oh my gosh, I want you to know about it. And I want you to be able to accomplish all your dreams as a young person and not wait all those years, just settling for okay, or staying in abusive relationships or making all sorts of decisions that just make you feel worse, but you don't know that that is why you feel worse. You already have everything you need inside of you right now to have an amazing life. And you just don't know how to get it. You don't know how to unlock it or find out what the answers are. And I can help you find that out. In the last few weeks, I have spent a lot of time thinking about how I felt when I was in my first few months of college. I thought about how I missed home, not because of my parents. I could have, at that time, I could have cared less about seeing them. And even really anything about my hometown. I mean, I, I, I think I missed the comfort of knowing, you know, like when you, you know where everything is, you know all the people, And maybe you don't, because if you live in a big city, you don't know all the people or all the things. But coming from a small town, you know all the people or most of the people. And there's like a, a system or kind of a way it works. And so I think a lot of times we miss the comfort of knowing. And when we're in an unknown situation, you know, I moved to this bigger town for my college and I just missed knowing where things were or knowing the people. But I mostly miss my boyfriend. (laughs) And I wanted to be with him constantly. I would say I was obsessed with him. And all of my mental energy went to thinking about 
him and wanting to be with him and marrying him and all the things. And I wasn't spending any mental energy on school or meeting new people or figuring out my new town because all I wanted to do was go home and be with him. When I went to class, I really enjoyed going to class. I loved learning. I, I've talked about that so many times in this podcast. I still love learning. Like if I could be a full-time student, if I could just go to class all the time and take notes and learn things and talk with people about new ideas, like that is the perfect life. And I liked it then too. I loved going to class and learning things, but then when you leave class, you know, they give you assignments where you have to read stuff or study things or write a paper. And all I wanted to do when I got out of class was call my boyfriend or go home and see him, which was, I think it was an hour and a half drive one way to go home. Or I was just, I remember one time just sitting on campus crying because I was just sad. And I I just felt like I didn't fit in and I just wanted to go home because I wanted to do the comfortable thing, which was be with my boyfriend and love him and not worry about anything else. And so because I was getting further and further behind, I didn't go to class very much. I was skipping class because I didn't know what was going on in the class anymore because I wasn't doing the work and I didn't. I really, I don't think I even had the energy to go to class sometimes because I was spending so much of my energy just being sad about not being with my boyfriend or wanting to go and be with my boyfriend, or I was calling him and talking to him for hours, or I was writing letters to him. I wasn't meeting new people because I was so worried about home and my boyfriend and all that. And I felt isolated, though I was isolating myself, even though I felt like, well, this is, you know, assert, this is something that I can't control. I totally could have controlled it. I just, I don't think I even knew how to control it. I felt trapped in a place that I didn't want to be, but I also felt sad because I wanted to be in college. It was like the worst turmoil And I had forgotten about that until I really tried to get into my head about where, where are young people at right now in their thinking? Because I don't think like this anymore, but I want you to understand that I do understand you and I have been there before. I just didn't know how to make the two things work. I didn't know how can I feel comfortable and be with my boyfriend and how can I be in college? Because the town I lived in and where he lived, and he wasn't going to move, didn't have a college. And so I just didn't know how to make it all work. For years, four years before that, and four years after that, uh, whenever I got that trapped feeling of there's all this stuff going on, and I don't know how to get what I want, I just lied to anyone who would question me about it, or I would ghost anyone who might tell me what to do. I skipped class so much because I was avoiding any confrontation. Like even if the teacher or the professor wouldn't have said, Hey, where's your assignment? 
because they might be asking about, hey, this assignment's due today or whatever, that would cause me shame and panic and uncomfortableness because I hadn't done it or I didn't know what I was doing, that I just avoided a class altogether because I just didn't want to have that yucky feeling of, oh, I didn't do that or I'm falling behind or I don't know what's going on. Or I would see other students doing what they were supposed to do. And then I would feel like, oh, well, you know, something's wrong with me because I'm not doing this. And I just left college because I couldn't stand all of this awful feelings that I was having. And I didn't know how to figure it out. I didn't know how to, to change those feelings that I had. And I just All I wanted to do was be with my boyfriend. There were so many ways that I could have handled that better. And, you know, I never realized how this affected my good friend who went to college with me until this summer. (laughs) She listens to my podcast and in episode 99, which was in August, it's called The Power of Coaching. If you want to go back and listen to it, if you haven't already, I talk about how I used to ghost people to get out of uncomfortable situations instead of confronting the situation. And she called me that day and said how much it hurt her when I just disappeared from college. She and I lived on different floors. I was on the seventh floor and I think she was on the eighth floor if I remember right. And we had decided that we wanted to go to K-State together because we were such good friends ever since elementary school. But we also wanted to have a new experience in college. We probably also had heard that when you room with a friend, maybe you lose your friendship and we didn't want to do that. So, but I think it was also because we wanted to meet new people. And so she's on the eighth eighth floor. I'm on the seventh floor. She becomes good friends with her roommate and other people on her floor. And because I'm obsessed with my boyfriend and sad and wanting to go home all the time, I don't connect with people around me. For one, my, I think my first roommate, I think I maybe met her one time. And because young people have a hard time transitioning to new experiences many times, well, really lots of people do. She, even though, you know, she had been put in my room, when she got to the dorm, she realized her friends were down the hall or maybe they were on a different floor or whatever. And she ended up spending so much time with them that she ended up getting moved out of our room into a room with some of her other friends. So for a while, when I first started living in the dorm, I didn't even have a roommate because she had moved out. Well, she wasn't in there and then she moved out and then they were waiting to figure out who else might get put in my room. And then when the next girl got put in my room, I did like her. She and I got along fine, but she was also obsessed with her boyfriend, (laughs) Uh, which maybe is why we got along. I don't know, but he lived in Manhattan. And so she spent a lot of time at his apartment. Like she, we didn't see each other very often. And I don't think she was probably going to class either. I really don't know because I didn't. I mean, I liked her, but we really didn't get to know each other well, other than we were obsessed with our boyfriends. So I'm pretty sure I didn't even tell her when I left. But anyway, my friend this summer, when she called me, she said it was one of the most painful things she had experienced with me. 
going to my dorm room and all of my stuff was just gone. And I hadn't told her I was leaving. And of course I didn't think about that. I mean, I would never purposely hurt people then or now. I've always been nice. (laughs) I just, it probably didn't look nice many times because I just was avoiding confrontations or uncomfortable situations. And we all want to avoid them. I mean, I still want to avoid them, but I know that that's not going to make it better. And I, I felt so much worse when I was lying to people, because then you have to keep track of all the lies or, and you secretly know the truth, which feels terrible. And so lying, even though lying gives you that little bit of relief when someone's confronting you about something, it doubles how bad you feel because you don't only feel bad about the situation you're lying about, but then you feel bad about the lying. (laughs) So it's like, I am so glad I'm done with all of that, but I needed other people to help me figure that out. And it took me a really long time. And I suppose there are people in the world that have figured this out on their own, but I'm not one of those people. And I think a lot of people aren't good at that. I don't remember thinking to myself, I'm not going to tell my friend because she's going to try to talk me out of it. But I'm sure that's one of the reasons why I didn't talk to her because I didn't want to hear how she didn't want me to go or that she was sad. I didn't want to deal with any of that. I just left because without telling anyone, because I could avoid, I thought I could avoid the uncomfortableness. And I did avoid the uncomfortableness of the confrontation, but I mean, ultimately I didn't avoid bad feelings. And I don't remember us ever talking about it. Like obviously later I saw her maybe months later because I just stayed in my hometown and she stayed. I mean, she finished her four-year degree at K-State and I didn't go back after that, but I did go back to college. And I think I've talked about that in some other podcasts because I figured out a way, how can I be with my boyfriend every day and go to college? But, and thank, thank goodness I did. Cause I think some people leave college for the same reasons that I did, but then they don't figure out how to go back and do it. So, but anyway, I did not know how this affected her for 36 years. Cause this summer would have been 36 years since I left college that first time. I want to help you with all the uncomfortableness of the world because there's a lot of it and I still experience uncomfortableness, but I know how to face it now. And I know you're trying to figure out how to navigate awkward and painful situations and maybe you're ghosting people and lying to people, skipping class. I don't know. I'm sure some of you are. (laughs) And I'm a great listener and I have been you. I know that you think it feels better to avoid all these things and your parents or anyone else that might push back, but I promise it actually feels better to face it. And I know you don't know how to, because I didn't know either. I want to show you what I have learned and it will give you some relief. I promise. 
I want to be your life coach. I want you to go to my website and click that consult button so that we can talk. I know that you would get relief from just that one time, even if you don't hire me. And I know that if you can see that there is relief, that you will want to find out how these changes can help you. Once you say everything out loud and stop avoiding it, it already starts to feel better. I guarantee that. I want this podcast to be all the things that you need help with. Send me a message on social media. And actually, this time I'm going to say, text me. I'm going to put my number in the show notes. And I want you to send me a text if texting is a better way for you. Because I've talked about messaging me on social media, and I know you're on it, but I don't know, maybe that feels weird to do that. You can email me, which my email is also on my website, so you can find that, but I can put it in the show notes too. I'm even going to put my uh, number for texting on my Instagram, like post about it or put it in a story or something, because I've got to find the way that you're most likely to contact me. And again, maybe I'm thinking how I would want to contact someone is not the way you would want to contact someone. So I want to give you all the options. I can talk to you about anything that you want to know. I'm here to listen and to guide. I won't be the person who tells you what you don't want to hear. Now, there are times in coaching where when you're confronted with the way you're doing it and that it's not working, it does feel uncomfortable. But I think that feels different than somebody just telling you what to do or telling you that you're doing it wrong. I don't want to be that person. I want to help you make a decision that you want to make. That is probably my secret sauce. I am not like other adults in your life that you are avoiding. I I know that. Contact me to start feeling better. I'll talk to you soon.